Yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen, I, I think it's time. It's time to chat about the Boston Celtics. What has gone down in recent days? Massive trade news has gone around the league. First, starting with those Portland Trailblazers trading Dame to the Milwaukee Bucks. Went all around the news in the NBA. Shocking trade. We never saw the Bucks be as a potential contender. In the latest few days before that trade went down, the Raptors were in it. Again, Miami was always in it. And then some said the Bucks had some made some traction. Celtics asked about Dame, like they've said for the past few months that they have. I don't think there was really anything there for Boston to make. And then they made the three-team deal with the Milwaukee Bucks. Massive deal for Milwaukee. Not only to keep Dame, uh, and not only to keep Giannis happy, but also pair him with Dame to potentially make the, one of the best two one-two tandems in the league. Exactly what Giannis was missing. And to tie this full circle, Bucks then became rated by the sports books as the favorites to win the NBA title, which I would have agreed with. Boston would have been a close second, in my opinion, or if you want to put Denver Nuggets from the West as the close second, just because they won the title last year, you may go do that. But they lost a lot of depth, Milwaukee did. If you they lost Grayson Allen, you lose Drew Holiday, now you're talking about a backcourt that's going to be in favor of Chris Middleton and Dame Lillard. And so that's very offensively, you know, potent. Chris Middleton's again, a little bit older now, 34 coming off injury. He was slowly coming back last year. Not the same defensive player, even though he's six, seven, six, eight, massive wingspan can easily defend if he wants to, or if his body allows. Dame is definitely a massive weakness now defensively, but offensively, you gain massive, massive potential with pick and pop with Giannis. Giannis now will have a lot more freedom to roam around and get the kind of buckets he wants. And now again, a lot of teams will still most likely defend against him over Dame. This will open up for Giannis, and this could even open up even more for Dame Lillard to pop off. He was averaging just under 30 points a game, shooting 37-30% from the three. Now imagine if he's not getting the kind of defensive looks that he did in Portland. I mean, in Portland, he was getting triple-teamed, double-teamed. on. Every, I mean, he was the whole focus of the team. And he still balled out a lot of the games throughout the year. And now one of the things I think people get, uh, it gets overlooked now is the spacing it creates for Giannis which everyone I think knows, but it's going to create a lot of opportunities for Chris Middleton. And he's kind of now the guy, he's the third option on the team. And he's going to have one-on-one looks all day long, which is what Milwaukee wants. He's, he used to be a few years ago, 20 to 25 point game. He could give you 30 a night when healthy. Injuries then caused some concerns issue coming back a little getting a little bit older trying to find his stroke his confidence back now he's going to get one-on-one looks all day long the spacing is going to give him wide open threes throughout the game massive opportunity for him to really step into that role again where he was the primary scorer 
with Giannis on the floor a few years ago. He was the dude when Giannis couldn't get a bucket. So let's think about that here. That's only a few years removed. And of course, he's not going to be asked to do that anymore. But man, he's going to have those scoring opportunities left and right. But now if you want to focus, the main reason was I wanted to bring up what's going on in the trade news is because now Boston goes after Drew Holiday, which there was speculation where once he was dealt to Portland, everyone knew he was going to get traded. And there was speculation that, whoa, maybe Boston's interested. But then rumors came around that it was a little too expensive. We weren't 100% sure if Boston can make that kind of trade. Portland was asking a ton for him. And then other teams were getting involved. There were like six or seven teams reported that wanted Drew Holiday, which is 100%. I mean, that should be the case. We saw uh, the Clippers, the Lakers, even the 76ers got involved. Miami was rumored to be someone interested. And then Boston swooped in. They were, again, probably the favorite to land him, which is huge for Boston. Now let's look at the Boston perspective and what's going on. Starting guards of Derek White and Drew Holiday. Arguably, I don't think you could find a better tandem defensively in the league. Name a better duo starting backcourt. And not only that, people are going to speculate and be like, well, where's the offense going to go? You know what I mean? You lose Smart and you replace him with Drew Holiday, better offensive player, I could argue same defense. Even though Marcus Smart won Defense Player of the Year last year, Drew Holiday was in the mix every single year. Was top five in the selection last year or two years ago. You lose Brogdon offensively there, injury prone. I'm okay with that. Totally fine with that. The big one is losing Robert Williams. We'll get to that in a sec. But you're telling me your starting guards now become Derek White, Drew Holiday. They don't need to be the focal point of the offense but they can get you buckets. Derek White was fantastic last year, improved mightily from year one to year two, was the leading guy in the backcourt offensively and defensively last year. And now you add Drew Holiday, who averages 20 points a game himself and multiple times last year popped off for 30 plus or more. So he can get you buckets. He shoots the same percentage from three as Dame Lillard. Averages again, under 10 points less, nine points less than Lillard, same amount of assists, better defensive player, you get offensive talent from Drew Holiday as well. So there cannot be an argument that Boston loses out offensively. They gain even better defensively, but now let's flip the picture to what happens losing Robert Williams. Massive loss because he was the defensive cog in the under the basket. In the front court, who is going to defend the rim, block shots, and be the main guy underneath the rim? And it was him. Horford does a little bit of that, but now he's 38, 39 years old, getting up there in age. You bring in Chris Stapps. Now, this is the key piece right here is Chris Stapps Porzingis is going to be the starting center for Boston. Can he be the guy for the entire year? History says no. Injury-wise... Defensively wise, history says no. But for Boston, it was worth the it was worth the risk. You get massive defense and pretty good offense in the backcourt now with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Name me a better four starters right there defensively than those four. You can't in the entire league. 
uh, Derek White, Drew Holiday, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum. Defensively, and arguably offensively, probably the best starting four in the league. Besides maybe offensively from if you want to bring in KD, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, and just bring in a fourth, okay, maybe in theory their offense is going to be better. But as far as a rounding out a top four for both defensive and offensive efficiency, I mean, you cannot ask for anything better. And then bring in Chris Stapps in the five. Seven feet, three, four inches, massive, massive player. Skinny, can shoot the ball. He's going to get wide open looks all day long. I mean, how many players are they going to have to guard? He's going to get wide open looks. Their pick and roll with him is going to be great. Al Horford coming off the bench potentially or starting. Maybe they bring in Chris Tapps and Al in the starting five and then sub in Derek White or Drew, uh, or Drew Holiday. That's a potential too. But again, they're going to be thin because after that, it's Luke Cornett, which is a problem. So if one of those goes down, Chris Tapps, which is very likely, he can easily go down. He's been hurt almost every single year. Al Horford getting up there in age can easily get hurt as well. You're starting Luke Cornett. Massive problem. <laughs> so I don't know what Boston's going to do about the depth. Maybe they're just going to stick with it. Hey, every team has a weakness. Bucks depth is a weakness. They lose Grace Allen. They lose Drew Holiday. They lose pieces. Their depth isn't as good as Boston's. And they it doesn't seem to be talked about crazy. So if you're trying to find a weakness in Boston, of course it's going to be depth. But they're so strong up front. And they have pieces on the bench. Guards with Peyton Pritchard coming in as well. Sam Hauser is a great three-point shooter, can easily give you some minutes. They're very top-heavy, I know. They lose Grant Williams, they lose Marcus Smart, Malcolm Brogdon, and others. But again, massive, massive trade for Boston. Excellent job by Brad Stevens. I mean, you cannot give Brad Stevens enough credit for what he's doing in Boston. Not enough credit. He has built this team from bottom up ever since you know Danny Ainge traded all those picks. House players from Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart, they finally got rid of him, which I think they have to do something, right? Of course, you'd want to trade Malcolm Brogdon first over Marcus Smart. But again, he was the heart of the team I know, Marcus Smart. But you got to make some changes. It was exactly what Brad Stevens was doing. You've had the same team for two, three, four years now. You've gotten to the finals. You've gotten to the ECF before. And you just haven't been able to get over the hump. I mean, how many times are you going to stick with the same team until you realize that the same result isn't enough. And Brad Stevens has noticed that. And now with Missoula focusing more on offense as a coach, they, uh, the Celtics lost the defensive identity last year, which is part of the reason why they didn't go f- super far. They bring Chris Stapps, offensive talent, with defensive upside. Again, defensive upside. And you bring in a replacement for Marcus Smart and Drew Holiday. Defense should always be there. And if they lose the defensive identity again, it's clear Either they don't care about it or Missoula is just not that guy. The only two questions for the Celtics this year, only two question marks, is maybe you can say three. One, is Missoula the guy? Can he lead this group to a championship? Wait and see. You can't say no yet. He's led them to the Eastern Conference Final. And you can't say yes yet because there was so much trial and trepidation last year. Number two, Will Boston clutch up in fourth quarter situations? Their biggest weakness was in the fourth quarter. Who can they run their offense correctly and can they get over the hump? 
Tatum had his moments. Jalen Brown had his moments. But at the same time, they also had terrible moments where it's like a head scratch. Like, what is going on? So now you bring in a good player in Drew Holiday to lead the offense. Derek White's probably also going to lead the offense with Chris Stapp's offensive upside. They just have to gel together, which is that third option. Can they all gel together to create that chemistry to lead them to a finals? Because that's the only difference. I mean, the Bucs are going to need some chemistry time to take care of. But on the west side of things, Denver has played each other for years along with one side and another. So they're going to be ready to go. Excitement here in Boston as they're looking for banner number 18. Once again, thank you guys for listening. That is Pinpointed, where we're looking at all your favorite sports every week. Give you little updates. Check us out on Spotify and Apple Music, where this podcast will be posted. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Later.